Just a terrible loss for the Utah Jazz to LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers who look locked in. Let's talk about it. It's the Hoops Nerd Show. All right, guys, two items of business. Before we get started, make sure you go to Prize Picks. Use promo code HoopsNerd. They will match up to $100. You put down $5, they will give you $5. It's free money. It's on me. That's what they said. Go there. If you haven't signed up already, go to Prize Picks. Use promo code HoopsNerd. It supports the channel. I would appreciate it. Also, second item of business. Guess what, guys? Before we go in, we have a new all-star on our hands. We talked about J Joshua Hansen, the Danish destroyer. He returned, but we now have James Nelson joining the all-stars. We need to get a nickname for James Nelson. Everyone needs to help out if you can. If you're not live with me now, we haven't had to do this so quick into a show, but we're going to do it today. I saw it before, and I had an idea. James Nelson, who doesn't have a... I mean, right off the bat, James Nelson, great name. I've known there's some great people out there named James. James Madison, fourth president of the United States. Um, there's this guy called James Hansen. He was the president of NASA. There's this other James. His name's Jim Henson. Makes Muppets. Uh, many Jameses out there that I know who share a great name. A great name. Welcome to the club of James's James Nelson, although you've been a part of that club your entire life. Now you are a part of the Hoops Nerd All-Stars. The Hoops Nerd All-Stars. And we've got to get you a nickname. I'm thinking, let me know in the comments, Super James Nelson? Super James Nelson has a nice ring to it. I kind of like it. I thought of Jimothy, Jimmy James, Jesse James, Jesse James Nelson, the outlaw. The outlaw, James Nelson. Ooh. Ooh. Jesse James, outlaw, James Nelson. The outlaw. Outlaw, James Nelson. Super James Nelson. I'm not quite sure. I need someone else to jump in and let me know. I'm thinking I'm thinking Super James Nelson. I'm thinking All-Star James Nelson. Jesse James. Jimmy James. You know what they called me in elementary school, and this is not what we're going to call James Nelson, is when they tried to hurt my feelings in elementary school, they called me Haynes Her Way, because Haynes sounds kind of like James, and it hurt my feelings. We're not going to call you Haynes Her Way, James Nelson. We're going to call you... Drum roll, please. I don't have a drum roll sound effect. We're going with... Well, it's between two. Super James Nelson or the outlaw James Nelson. Mm. And this lasts forever. We're going with the outlaw. Like Jesse James. James Nelson, the outlaw, coming in strong. I like that. Jess, James Nelson, thank you for joining the channel. Thank you for being an all-star. Credit on the show, baby. The outlaw, James Nelson, coming in. And the Danish destroyer, Joshua Hansen. Look at that. We got James Nelson on top. Joshua Hansen on the bottom. Great people named James. Great people named Hansen. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. All right, let's get into it. The Jazz just get obliterated by the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't know how many people are going to watch this show anyway or listen to it on the feed. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, 
The Jazz lost really badly tonight to the Los Angeles Lakers. If you actually tuned in, Anthony Davis was awesome. The Jazz had no answer. And that is one thing we can take away from this game is the Jazz missed Lowry Markin in the or the Jazz missed Walker Kessler in this game in a big time way because they had absolutely no answer for for Anthony Davis. John Collins was absolutely destroyed in this game and that's why he had, look at that biggest uh oh I got to bring up the video. That's why he had the biggest uh let's see do we know what we're doing here today? We're playing like the Jazz. Uh that's why he had the biggest uh minus for this Jazz team because he was absolutely horrible. Keontae George still manages uh well he only got two assists but he would have had three or four had John Collins caught a single ball he had sent. But man, you'd really felt the you really felt the lack of Walker Kessler in this game. Absolutely. And so Walker Kessler being out shows just how much the Jazz are missing an inside presence. They don't have it. And you can see why they probably went out to try to go get basketball Paul Reed from the 76ers. If you remember, they gave that crazy contract to the Sixers with all those different incentives and things to bring Paul Reed over. And the Sixers obviously matched it. And now Paul, it's the rest is history, as they say. But you can just see this Jazz team lacks real size and size inside. And look at this, Mateus Zadib. Welcome to Rookie Mat Matias. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Welcome to Rookie Matias. We need we need more rookies on this team. We need rookies playing for the Hoops Nerd channel like Matias. Welcome to the channel, baby. And we need the rookies for the Jazz to start getting some minutes like Taylor Hendricks, Bryce Sensabaugh, because this Jazz team is not very good right now. Sometimes they play well like they did against the Suns with some pretty tough mistakes. And then sometimes they look absolutely horrible. By the way, we may do start doing tankathons every night just for fun until the Jazz get out of the top 10. Uh, but anyways, uh, Ochai Baji, I just did a, I did a reel about him like right when the game started. I worked on it today a little bit and he promptly had a bad game. He was really not interested in shooting threes. He was he, the confidence level of every player on this team, to be honest, was bad. Keontae George. The body language was not very confident. Uh, Ochai Abaji, not confident. John Collins couldn't catch the ball. Really bad. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and Mateus coming in hot. Yurtsevin played well. That is the one consolation, like you say, that's a consolation from this game, for sure. Yurtsevin played well. Honestly, should be playing more, to be honest. I, You know, there's some guys on this team that should be getting less minutes, to be honest. But Larry Markkinen, um, he was like two for eight last game from three tonight, two for seven again. So kind of a mini slump there and got pulled. The reason they're getting pulled, by the way, is the Jazz play tomorrow. So we'll be doing this the same time, same place tomorrow. And hopefully the Jazz figure it out. So another bright spot outside of what Mateus said, the Jazz will also have some rest because they played so poorly. <laughs> they will likely be playing tomorrow. Uh, John Collins as a center is interesting for backup units, but as a starting unit, we've learned it's just not sustainable for consistent winning because he's just not big enough to go against some of these bigger guys, including like uh, Yurkic uh, with the Nurkic with the Suns. You know, tonight, Anthony Davis just ate John Collins lunch all night. He just does not have the size to go up against someone massive like that. And, you know, the the Jokic's and the Embiid's of the world. Collins just doesn't stand a chance. 
And so it's really rough. Jordan Clarkson, can we talk a little bit about Jordan Clarkson? And tonight's show's not going to be that long. We've already gone eight minutes, but uh, not talking about basketball, talking about the outlaw James Nelson joining the All-Stars and Mateus coming to rookie, baby. But anyways, there. Um, one thing I'm noticing just watching the games is I Jordan Clarkson just does not fit as a starter for this team. I like John, Jordan Clarkson as a bench player because he can come in. He literally won sixth man of the year. It's what he's best at and can be one of the best in the NBA at it. As a starter, it just does not flow with him. And he's gotten better passing the ball. You've got to give him credit for some things. He's shooting the ball pretty decently this year, although not tonight. But with that offensive unit, with how well it flows once Keontae George started, that flow is just not quite there when the ball's in Jordan Clarkson's hands. And there's just some weird chemistry there where it doesn't seem like they... I mean, they don't seem like they dislike each other, but it just doesn't seem like the... Like the flow of the game with Jordan Clarkson on the floor is quite as smooth as you'd like it with Lowry Markinen on the floor. You want to see that ball moving through the offense so it eventually gets to Lowry Markinen. And Art Vandelay, Lowry can't create for himself consistently. I like Keontae, but we need a PG. Uh, I think Keontae George is that PG, but we just... Um, you have a lot of players on this starting unit that stop the flow. And Jordan Clarkson is one of them. Uh, Lowry Markinen is one of them. Larry Markinen depends on a on-ball player playing at a really high level. And right now, the Jazz are depending on a rookie point guard in Keontae George, who I love, and he's shown all the flashes of being just awesome. But I think what we've learned is that it's going to take a little time for Keontae George. The shooting is just not quite there. He does not look confident. The passing definitely is. But it's really tough because you do have some uh, play from Jordan Clarkson where it just does not flow while he's on the floor. Uh, nor is he playing elite defense um, and shooting at, at, at such a clip that you have to keep him on the floor. Like right now, Jordan Clarkson shooting the ball. He's had a really good four games this year. He's also had some other games where it's like not very good. Look at that. The rebounds and assists are down this year, even though he's starting. From three, he's shooting 32%. So it's a down year already, which it kind of was last year as well. I mean... When he's playing this many minutes, and a lot of these games, Jordan Clarkson is leading the team in shot attempts. When he's shooting 32% from three and he's got this many shots up, you know, over Larry Markinen, it's hard to win. Keontae George is a rookie, and that this is what rookies do. So just, you know, it is what it is. Rookies are going to struggle with their percentages. He'll figure it out later in the year as he gets more minutes. He'll get some comfort. At least I hope so. Uh, but we'll see him improve. We know he can score. I'm not that worried about it. Uh, and we know he can pass the ball, but I just don't feel like Jordan Clarkson in the starting unit is, is conducive to winning at a, at a consistent level, you know, to make the playoffs. It just doesn't quite work. And so the defense, and we know that Jordan Clarkson is a defender, not good. So what you need Jordan Clarkson to be is a sixth man. But right now this jazz team has a deficit of talent. They have depth. But they have a lot of kind of sixth men and average at best kind of rotation guys and a lot of guys that aren't that good. I mean, Jordan Clarkson's honestly, let's just be honest. If you're shooting 32, let's see, where is it? Where is it? 32%, 33%, 31% the last three years. Jordan Clarkson's a 32% three point shooter. That's just what he is. Uh, right now, Keontae George is not a good three point shooter or shooter in general right now until he gets his legs and figures things out 
And so your two guards are just not shooting the ball at a high level. John Collins is shooting it pretty well, but like we said, the flow is not quite there. And it's been interesting with Ochai. He did not hit threes, but Ochai is actually shooting it at a 40% clip. And so really you're depending on kind of two shooters to shoot at a high level. Everyone else is just bombing away and it's not going in. Uh, Kelly Olenek, ah, man. Guys, it's kind of bad. <laughs> just get used to it a little bit. But you know what? It does mean we get a chance to do the tankathon. And every night we get a chance to see where the Jazz land. With that loss, the Jazz are solidly at number six in front of the Charlotte Hornets. Who had that on their bingo card to start the year? Uh, man. Uh, Art Vandalay, love Keontae, but it's not fair to throw him out there and tell him to command the offense when you have him next to ISO, JC, THT, and Sexton. 100%. It is definitely setting him up to fail. Because those guys are just not off guys that have make the offense flow, right? Does anyone think that the offense flows with those guys on the floor? Could any of you imagine a, them being in the blender, as we call it? No, they do not play that way. Jordan Clarkson a little bit, but he's got to come off the bench. And so you've got a guy at shooting guard that should be off the bench. Uh, Ochai Baji is still figuring it out as well, but I would say he's getting to the point where he's starter level. Larry Markinen is an all-star. Everyone else is not... Sorry is not very starter quality. I mean, Keontae George is a rookie, and so he would start for a lot of teams that are developing. But like Art Vandalay said, you know, if you want to win right now and you're depending on Keontae George, a rookie point guard, a lot of teams have done that in the past and not a lot have won a lot of games. So it just takes time. And, you know, when you look at Kelly Olynyk and how he's playing lately, holy smokes, that guy fouls every other play. I mean, he had five assists tonight. was pretty impressive, but man... Olinick, I mean, three fouls in 24 minutes, I guess that's pretty good for him, but he just fouls at such an alarming rate, and he can never stay on the floor, and some of the plays are just not good, you know, so it's really tough. He goes 0 for 4 from 3 as well. Uh, Colin Sexton actually played pretty decently in the first quarter before the Jazz got their doors blown off, but overall, I mean, 7 assists for Clarkson, or for, for Sexton, so, I mean, that's something, and... uh. Taylor Norton Tucker, for all we say, he was he did have seven assists tonight, although he goes one for ten from the field, 0 for five from three. Ah. That's the the real issue with this jazz team is the consistency. That's really what this all comes down to. Is if you want to be a playoff team, you have to be consistent. And the problem with Colin Sexton and Taylor Norton Tucker is they're just not consistent. You know, Taylor Norton Tucker will have nice nights. Like he's had some nice games, uh, one of them against the Suns and He's had a few other pretty nice games. And then you'll have games like this where it's like one for 10 and it just absolutely torpedoes the team. You cannot have games like this and be a five-year NBA pro and expect to like consistently win games. At a certain point, it has to come together. You have to be making these shots. He's not a very good finisher at the rim. He's just not. And so, uh, you know, he should be dunking the ball when he can. Otherwise, it just doesn't seem to go in. Uh, Colin Sexton can be a pretty efficient scorer and he was tonight, but I just don't know. He doesn't flow. Oh, sorry guys. It's definitely the similar thing to Jordan Clarkson where being a sixth man is kind of what he is and just going out and scoring the ball on a good team. I think Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson can both be on a very good playoff team. We've seen that with Jordan Clarkson. But the role has to be kind of a sixth man. Otherwise, you're asking too much. 
and you're kind of torpedoing your offense. And so I really don't know what Will Hardy's supposed to do. Um, I know one thing I want. Uh, oh, and by the way, Matias was right. Let's just give a shout out to Omer Yurtsevin who came in and looked awesome. Uh, I know it's against in garbage minutes, so it doesn't really count. And I don't even know if cleaning the glass will show the numbers because it was all garbage time. I mean, basically this game was garbage time from about two minutes into the second half and on. Uh, but Yurtsevin has looked pretty nice. And honestly, I think he should probably get a few more minutes. And so... Uh, Luka Samanich might not be an NBA player, and Chris Dunn has just not been great. It's been disappointing, guys. So we've had a lot of players underperform. A lot of players needed to develop into more point guard, and they just didn't. The Jazz kind of banked on a lot of these guys being able to play within an offense and be efficient and move the ball. And what we ended up having is intent, instead of moving the ball, there is a lot of selfish play. And sometimes it's not even selfish. It's just an inability to see other players within the offense but this has been a this was a tough watch tonight and we've seen a lot of these things all season long and what it's leaving the jazz at is four and ten so the jazz are now four and ten and let's just do some math let's bring up the old calculator here 82 minus 14 68 games left uh 68 divided by 82 equals oh that how do how do these work? Do I know how math works? I don't think so. So let's see. 68 divided by 82. Oh my gosh. What is 68% of... <laughs> oh no. There we go. Duh. Um, 14 divided by 82 equals 17%. So we're over... We're 17% of the way through the season. Almost 20%. And the Jazz are right now at number six. And I believe in on a here on, let's see. One of the cool things about Tankathon is it actually shows you the rest, the remaining schedule strength. It's not getting easier. Look at that. <laughs> Bad news bears, guys. But the Jazz have the fifth most difficult schedule to finish the year. Teams that we thought were going to be bad, like the Houston Rockets, are actually good. And I misjudged. But they still get a bunch of these other teams they get to play. But, man, tomorrow they get to play the Portland Trailblazers. We'll see what happens. But it's rough going for the Jazz so far. And, by the way, I was so dumb last game. You guys were right. I was sitting there looking at it. Alex Sar's right here. I wonder if it's because it says Alexandre Sar. I didn't see it. But I was literally looking right at it <laughs> and didn't see it. So thank you for everyone pointing that out to me. Sometimes I am dumb. Sometimes I am dumb. Sometimes the hoops nerd is a nerd for things other than smarts. It's for dumb. Or so, I don't know. But I like Alexander Saar a lot. And the way the Jazz kind of want to play, he spreads the ball. Uh, having a five-out offense is, at least appears what the Jazz want to do. And he looks really nice to me. To me, he's kind of like the easy number one overall pick. Although Isaiah Collier, Collier looks really cool. Just looks like a beast. So we'll see what happens. But guess what? You know what's interesting is if the Jazz are this bad and they you know, go out with the same win percentage the rest of the year, 4-10, and 10, um, you're looking at the Jazz being in the running for Cooper Flag. Issue is he doesn't come out this upcoming draft. It's the next one. But Cooper Flag is a game changer of a player. He's absolutely a game changer. And I had heard and multiple reporters had talked about this, and I actually do believe it, 
the Jazz were trying to win this year. And so it doesn't mean they're done yet. I think the Jazz would like their pick this year to convey to the Thunder. And what's crazy is the Thunder will get another player. Uh, but the Jazz may not have a choice. They may just be bad. And at a certain point this season, um, trade deadline's going to hit. And if the Jazz are really bad, then they definitely need to make some trades. But this is what we're going to end on tonight. If you didn't know, the Salt Lake City Stars did some nice things tonight. You had a big game from Taylor Hendricks, big game from Bryce Hensabaugh. Bryce Hensabaugh's looked better than I expected with the Stars, with his assists. And one thing that is kind of fun to think about for the rest of this season is that the Jazz might get their rookies on the floor. And it might be sooner than later, honestly. If you have to wait till trade deadline, I don't know. But the worse this Jazz team does, the more trades you're going to have. But the Jazz, you know, basically, Keontae George, Larry Markinen, Bryce Sensabaugh, Taylor Hendricks, um, those are the guys you're probably not seeing traded unless the Jazz get some crazy offer for Sensabaugh and Hendricks. But I doubt the Jazz want to trade Hendricks. He is a part of the future for sure based off of what we've seen and how bad the Jazz defense has been. They need defense. You know, Walker Kessler may be available if people want him, especially if the Jazz think they might be able to get Alexander Saar. But I doubt they trade him at all. So really, like, you know, Keontae George, Walker Kessler, Lowry Markinen, those, you know, Taylor Hendricks, Bryce Sensabaugh, those are guys the Jazz are, you know, very unlikely to trade. You can rank in order of how likely they are to trade them. I honestly would probably put Keontae George as number one most untradeable, Larry Markinen two, just because there is that potential that maybe Larry Markinen wants to leave at some point. I doubt he does, but you never know. If this season goes just absolutely horrible, you never know. Although at the same time, with Larry Markinen on the floor, if the Jazz are this bad, is it that much of a loss? If the Jazz can, I mean, this is just talking out loud, and I don't think the Jazz should trade Larry Markinen, just to be clear. But if a team comes to you with four unprotected first-round picks and it's very clear you're not going to win a lot of games, and if you even have a sniff of him wanting to leave, then you probably have to consider it, you know? I mean, he's an elite shooter, and he's one of the reasons why the Jazz are, you know, not the worst team in the NBA, but he's also not changing the game all that much. The one thing that is a struggle for Larry Markinen, and we see it tonight here again, zero assists. Zero turnovers. You cannot put the ball in his hands and let him run an offense. He is a purely off-ball player. And so a lot of his effectiveness is dependent on other guys on the team playing really well. So Keontae George, uh, Jordan Clarkson. But when they're not getting him the ball, it's tough. Now, also, when the other team knows that he can only get the ball off the ball, then they can do things to make it difficult for him to get the ball. So it's just really tough, guys. It's a tough situation. Um, Larry Markkinen might be on the trade block at some point. If someone comes with a crazy kind of Gobert-level offer and you don't know if you're going to be good for at least three or four years, because if you're bad enough to go for Cooper Flag, you're not going to be in the playoffs for like three or four years. Just a fact, guys. And to be honest, Jazz fans should be, I mean, you don't have to be happy about it, but you should probably get used to it because this is what has happened to a lot of teams out there who have ended up finding those superstar players. They had to go or go organically. They had to be bad. They didn't sign a bunch of average players, so you end up with an average team. They let the team kind of go organically, and if you can't, if you got an offer that was better than you could uh, 
just an offer you couldn't refuse, then you go for it and then you just build a certain way. And I think, you know, at some point that may be something they consider. I doubt they do it, but it's not something that should be completely off the table. And I promise you the Jazz probably have thought about it. But you're not trading Larry Markkinen unless a team comes to you with just an insane offer. Like, you know, a team like the Orlando Magic are are one of the best defenses in the NBA. In fact, let's go look at it. Like, watch out for someone like the Orlando Magic to say, look, we want to be good now. We think we've got our core pieces. Here's a truckload of picks for Larry Markkinen and unprotected and all these sorts of things. Uh, but look, look at who's the best defense in the NBA, the Orlando Magic. The only thing is that they struggle with shooting. You know, where is Orlando here? Orlando's 23 on offense. If I'm the Orlando Magic, I'm at least giving Danny Ainge a call and saying, what would it take? You know, like, could the Jazz get Jalen Suggs for, for Larry Markkinen and get like four first round picks? I don't know. I think, I think Orlando would think about it because... You know, he, marketing would be perfect on that team. You know, they need a guy like that. So it's interesting to think about. Again, not saying it happens, but it's something to think about. But one thing is for sure that the Jazz need to do is they need to play Bryce Sensabaugh and Taylor Hendricks. They absolutely have to. And uh, it's just at some point you got to see it. I want to see Taylor Hendricks on the floor. If the Jazz are going to lose to the Lakers by 40 points or whatever it is, then the least they could do is be getting Hendricks some some development time. The good news for the Jazz right now is is Keontae George is getting that development time. He's going to be building that confidence. The same thing needs to be happening at a certain point with uh, Taylor Hendricks and honestly Bryce Sensabaugh. Sensabaugh's got nice size. He's you know bigger than all of our sixth men. You know, I, I guess he doesn't have the length of THT, but he's taller. And got a more consistent shot. So it'd be nice to just see him getting the minutes that are going to these guys. But man, you can't really trade them until you're going into trade deadline. So it's not going to happen. But yeah, guys, there, I, you know, likelihood of Larry Markin being traded right now, 5%. Very, very low. Anyone who, you know, but it's not 0%. It's not 0%. And there's teams out there like Lowry, like the Magic, who might be like, Hey, let's go get one of the best shooters in the NBA. Let's give the Jazz Jet Howard, who we probably shouldn't have drafted. Or, you know what? What if you could get Anthony Black from the Magic and then like three or four first round picks? It's just something to think about. I'm sure the Jazz are. Doesn't mean you're going to do it, but it's something to think about, especially if the Jazz are at this spot in the draft. Look at this. The Jazz are sixth right now, getting Stefan Castle, which some people really like. Oh, that's interesting. 6'6", six, six, freshman. I don't know anything about him, but look at that. 3.3 steals? Huh. Huh. I don't know. Maybe he's good. I don't know. Maybe I should start watching Kentucky basketball. <laughs> Is he on Kentucky? No, he's on UConn. So maybe I should start. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I haven't looked into the draft at all. I Believe me, I thought the Jazz were going to be good this year. I thought they were going to be a playoff contender. And I know this start of the draft has, or the start of the season has been brutal, but it's only going to get harder. And it's the Jazz have the fifth most difficult schedule remaining, according to Tankathon. So whew, it's going to be a long year. But guess what? I'm glad you're here, guys. Let's, uh, by the way, and also a shout out again to the outlaw, James Nelson. 
joining the All-Stars. Welcome to the channel. And if everyone else would like to join, go ahead. It would be great. Uh, let's uh, let's just do our t nightly tankathon. Let's start the music now, and then let's give a shout-out to All-Stars. Also, Thanksgiving's coming up, guys. So in the comments, let me know what you're grateful for on this Utah Jazz team. What are you grateful for? All right, we did this all last year, and the Jazz let me down by not tanking enough. But we are now back to tankathon.com on the Hoopster channel. <laughs> I know you're all happy about it. Put smiley faces in the comments. Let me know what you're grateful for. I'm buying stuff for a New York-style cheesecake I'm going to make tomorrow for uh, the in-laws. It's going to be fun. And my wife is making a pie as well. We're going to be eating turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and gravy. I hope you're all excited about it because I know I am. All right, here we go. Do the Jazz win the lottery? Boom, let's see. No, the Jazz get jumped by three teams. <laughs> of course they do. No, we don't even get Stefan Castle. We get Jacoby Walter. Whoever that is, he's on Baylor. Apparently he scores it pretty well from what I saw, have heard on like one tweet about him. But anyways, congrats to the Jazz. They get a shooting guard from Baylor to play with their Baylor point guard. All right. The Baylor connection. Uh, I don't know if I like Ron Holland, guys. Ooh, it's pretty tough. It's pretty rough stuff. Isaiah Collier. That guy is a bulldog. I have a feeling. Sometimes you just get a feeling from a guy. This guy, go look him up. Looks like a freaking beast. Like, honestly, like, bare, like, just muscles. And he's got, like, that pit bull body. He's so strong and powerful. I love it. So, we'll see. All right. Let's give a shout-out to our All-Stars. First-time shout-out. The Outlaw, James Nelson, Joshua Hanson, the Danish Destroyer. The legend, Ryan Perry, a Seekly Ricebe, the man from down under. Yes, Jake Seekan, Christian House Money to Haas. See ya, Lexilator, Bill Ford Tough, Alexander Tufts, Jorge Arrizaga, Mi Amigo de Abajo, Jordan the Goat, Best Roll, TGD Total Game Domination, Tyson Price, The Price is Right, Austin R. Grant, Editor Extraordinaire, DWCB, Darren Williams, DeCarlos Boozer, Patrick Kubo, The Connoisseur, and Robert Paul of Fame, the OG. Guys, Welcome to the channel. If you're new, like and subscribe. We're on our, we're a less than 100 away from 10,000. Let's get there. Get there. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your kids. Tell your friends. Tell everyone. <laughs> All right, guys. I will talk to you next time. Go to Price Picks. Use promo code HoopsNerd. Talk to you later.